and welcome to this Endo Life episode 9. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about bringing you guests who are battling chronic conditions and mental health issues in their own unique ways and are changing the lives of others through their awesome work. Firstly, I cannot believe we're on episode 9 and I recently just exceeded the 10,000 download mark. Um, That's not a big number if you're a big podcaster, but for a newbie like me, like it's amazing and I'm so grateful to you guys for sticking with me and listening and sending me messages. So a huge, huge thank you. Today I'm chatting with Anishka Florence Loftus of The Goddess Space. So The Goddess Space is, I mean, it's just beautiful. I have to say that. Um, I've actually put a link into um, the Instagram in the show notes and I just think you guys should check it out because it's stunning. Um, So The Goddess Space is a very beautiful digital and physical sanctuary, really, for women to be together and discover their inner strength, wisdom and guidance. And Anushka does this through workshops, one-to-one sessions and retreats. And she helps women to really tap into the power of um, the feminine and heal wounds, find like their true calling, what they really want to do and become more confident in their own voice we get political spiritual in this podcast we get like all the things um so yeah we go from discussing gender roles to crystals so it's a it's a real ride this one um and it's alternative and again i ask you to go into it with an open mind um and everyone has a right to you know, find well-being and happiness through whatever suits them as long as it's healthy um, to them and others. So yeah, go into it with an open mind and, and see what you think. I really hope you enjoy it. I love talking to Anishka. Here she is. So the goddess space is um, both a physical space and online space for women to really reconnect back to that magic that lies within them Mm -hmm. Um, so what I aim to create on both my social media on my website and in the physical gatherings and spaces that I hold for women is really a safe space for them to connect to dive deep within to learn to share and to truly rise into their higher self Um, because from my own experience, from my spiritual journey, from my um, kind of life, I've recognized that the magic that we all hold within is so powerful, but it can really only rise to the surface and really only come out when we're in a space that supports it and when we're in a nourishing environment for that. How long has the goddess space been running now? So I I actually um, created my first gathering in 2015. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, and I was in a full-time job and kind of balancing that with my own own things that I was doing on the side, which was very much to do with my spiritual journey and Mm. um, connecting to this divine feminine essence and wanting to bring that more into my life and also wanting to share that with other women. So I decided to run my first gathering and just really send the call out to any women who were feeling the same, who might be feeling a little lost, a little 
unsure of, of where to go, what to do, who they are. Yeah. Um, and so I sent the call out for women and I got a response, which was amazing. You know, there were women like me who were struggling mm. and there were women like me who needed support and who were seeking like-mindedness and wanting to gather together. Were you nervous for your first gathering? Oh my God, I was so nervous. I would have been so nervous. <laughs> oh, I was so nervous. I just, I wanted to create this beautiful, magical space that I visioned in my head. Mm. And then when I got the first girl booking in, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe that someone had answered the call. But then fear rose up in me and was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. How am I doing it? You yeah. Know? yeah, of course. And so... You so you mentioned this has really originated from what you needed and wanted um, in your life. How did you get to that point? Like, how did you know that's what you needed? And I guess people may turn to yoga or meditation, um, the universe. For you, why was it like? I guess um, you know, turn into like the idea of the goddess or like the divine feminine that resonated so much with you like what was that journey of discovery for you to the on this path mm, so I guess I journeyed into a lot of different practices I was very much into yoga meditation I followed Native American practices I'm Jewish and and dived into Kabbalah and was just constantly mm. wanting to learn constantly wanting to find tools to support me in truly just connecting back yeah, That was the universal thread with it all. And what I learned was all these different spiritual practices were just tools to do that. Mm. So it became whatever my heart resonated with. And um, what, when I le started learning about the divine feminine, um, all I can describe it as is kind of light started to kind of pulse inside me. Like I, I found my way home. Um Wow. And I started learning about goddess culture, um, about astrology, about tarot, about magic. And what this is, is really a conversation. When you connect back to magic, you create a conversation between you and the universe, between you and the goddess, between you and, and a source outside of yourself. Mm. Um, and things started to happen. It was a trust and surrendering and it things started to happen after that and I knew that that was my call my call so what for those who aren't familiar with this because I have lots of different um, listeners and I especially because many of my listeners have endometriosis um, mm -hmm. some prefer a really scientific route um, and then some prefer a more alternative route so we might have listeners who really get this and resonate and then we ha might have listeners who are like what what the hell's a divine feminine <laughs> so mm. and I actually I there are people that I follow like yourself um and I read about you know your inner goddess the divine feminine but I don't know the history I don't really know if someone asked me like well what is the divine feminine I, I wouldn't really be sure what to say so what what does that actually mean? Like what kind of belief system is that? And where does it like originate from? So it originates from um, the beginning of time. And what what we found in the, the culture and society and the 
past few hundred years that we've been living with is a very patriarchal um, culture where the masculine has risen and the feminine has has been suppressed. Mm. And there was a time where the god and goddess were were together. Right, okay. So there would be no god without a goddess, there would be no goddess without the god. Mm. And that got lost. Um, And what the connecting back to the divine feminine is, is truly rising back into this belief that women come from a source and men come from a source. And these sources are different, but are equal. And actually like the yin and the yang, the moon and the sun, they complement each other. Mm. And they need each other to create balance and harmony. Yeah. So at the moment, we, you know, we've been living in this patriarchal society where women's power hasn't been able to come to the forefront. Yeah. And what this, this rise in connecting back to the divine feminine and connecting back to the goddess really is, is connecting back to the power of the feminine. Mm. And what, what is the power for those, for, for people who are really disconnected from that feeling? Mm. What is the power of the divine feminine? So when we focus on the divine feminine and trying to harness that energy, it really is about our cultivating our emotions. Right. And being able to use our emotions, being able to use the gifts that we've been given mm. and bring them up so that we can heal. We can heal ourselves. We can heal others around us. We can bring light to things. We can create a sense of balance and harmony in the world. Yeah. And we can, we can rise into what it is that we were meant to do here. And when, the, when the, the power of the woman was suppressed, it would lead us down routes that weren't fulfilling. Mm. And it would make us seem like we didn't have enough to, to bring, to give. And actually, we have every single thing we need inside of us. And so does a man, every single thing inside of us. And really what our what our right and our power is to gain the courage and strength to bring these gifts into the world because that's what the world needs is our gifts. Completely. And I know um, I'm not very good at remembering stats, but I know that countries that um, where it's women are more celebrated or in higher positions of power or more respected, there's like um, more peace. I can't remember what the study is and the stats, but I'll try and find it and send it to you unless you know more about it. Um, but that's kind of like the general rule of thumb. Absolutely. Well, you know, that comes from very much the fire energy of the masculine, right? You know, even if you go back to the beginning of time when where men were the hunter and the gatherers, right? And the mm. women would naturally, you know, as mothers, right? They mm. would create home and create safe spaces and sacred spaces for to nurture their families and to support their families just that in itself shows the 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 very difference um and for men with this hunter-gathering mentality it has led them down a path where violence and you know kind of domination has has succeeded in some places yeah, that's so interesting, actually. I didn't really think about that, that like previous roles that were necessary at that time, I guess, have transformed. They, they've they like, what's the word? 
we've like adapted them to how we live today but not necessarily in the best way on that topic i feel that this is all needed we've needed to get to this point we've needed to have somebody you know to have the world gone go so far patriarchal for women to be like whoa whoa we need to rise up now yeah this this feeling this longing inside women at the moment there's no coincidence with the rise that's happening and it's a call Mm. it's our our divine calling us being like we are the ones that are going to make this right we Mm. are the ones to rise because in rising we are going to create this equilibrium again we're going to create this harmony and you know I'm not feminist in my approaches at all because I don't believe in equality I believe in in power of differences right that's really interesting because I wanted to ask you about that um there's a few questions in this so I might have to break it down so for people who because you you empower women to find their strength so many would say that that's feminist Mm -hmm. for those who are feminists or don't label themselves as feminists but believe in equality or women's rights that kind of thing how how do you explain what you do to them because you're very much about empowering people about empowering women and you're you yourself you're an entrepreneur really because you're running your own business so i from from an outsider's perspective i wouldn't say that you're encouraging women to stay at home and you know have babies all the time but so you know for example I don't I don't want children I believe in a really equal um relationship so perhaps you know and I I think people have everyone has a mix of masculine and feminine so how I don't know how I'm explaining where do you stand with that like um I have gender roles and things like that so I have a really Uh, you know, I can only describe it as an innate belief because Mm -hmm. I I read so much and I see so much and so much goes on outside of me about this. But I'm quite strong in this innate belief. I don't let things sway me with it. And the belief is really that men and women are different. We are Mm -hmm. different species um, or different genders, whatever you want to call it, but we are different Mm -hmm. fundamentally in the makeup of who we are. And we both have such important roles to play to, again, create this balance and create this harmony. Um, And for me to focus on trying to prove my worth as a woman is not where I intrinsically want to put my energy. Right. Rather, I want to put my energy for myself and for the women that I work with in focusing on within, focusing on truly rising into that powerful woman so that that can speak louder than anything. Because what I've noticed is in terms of activist activism and in terms of um, trying to, to make a change, that change comes from within first. And I want to be in a place where I have risen into my most higher self. And I know that will speak louder than anything else I try and do. Mm. I need to work on me first. And I want to create environments to support other women and working in themselves too so that they can rise into their most higher self their most divine feminine self their most magical self 
so that then we can really make a change to this world and we can bring this peace and bring this harmony and make the world right yeah yeah and I guess the the thing with um equality is not necessarily um everyone being the same and I think sometimes that's that can be confused because not people people can't be the same it's actually about enabling every every person to reach their highest potential and they're not having limits put on them by society because they're different so you know it's it's a celebration you know in differences you know you look at nature you look to nature and you don't compare a tree with another tree Mm. or you know or a flower with another flower but you celebrate its beauty and its differences and Mm. we are all unique I don't want to be I don't want to be um kind of cubbyholed into a a gender into a race into a you know into a an entrepreneur or a mother or I want to be me I want to be myself yeah and the only way I can truly do that is if I know myself yeah that's how can bring confidence into who I am and what I'm doing in this world is if I know me and that is a journey Mm. you know because of the world that we live in that tries to put us in boxes you have to be courageous to actually say I don't want to be in any of these boxes I want to know who I am yeah and I this is really interesting actually because I was going to ask this later on but um it seems really relevant so women the women who are listening to the podcast um obviously some of them have endometriosis um, or other conditions and one of the biggest issues that we face is that due to being in a patriarchal society um women with pain they have to work harder to be proved to prove Mm -hmm. that they're in pain than men and black women in pain have to work harder than white Mm -hmm. women to prove that they their pain is just as bad as white women and as men Mm -hmm. so um it's you know there's this there's a lack of equality there in the sense of um you know there's discrimination um so how would kind of getting in touch with their inner goddess and stuff enable them because like you're that with there's lots of petitions we're all signing lots of petitions um Mm -hmm. and talking to MPs about you know this needs to change sharing information and stuff but what you're saying is going within and finding your inner strength will enable you to rise in order to meet those challenges so how could connecting with your inner feminine your inner self help these women to deal with those battles when they go to the doctors and the doctor isn't listening when they're trying to get the right treatment when they've seen like 20 different doctors and no one you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. How could this kind of work support them on that journey? Well, when we go within and we, when we create the space and the time to truly know ourselves, we actually begin a communication with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we can create the space for our bodies to talk to us. And I believe wholeheartedly that we all have the power and the tools to to heal ourselves in whichever way that is. But it's just about listening. And Mm -hmm. if we can 
we can learn to listen to ourselves and we can start hearing, actually, you know what, that food isn't great for you, Anushka, or that guy, he's doing you no favors, or actually, he sounds really nice, let's, let's follow him. Mm. But when, we, when we're outside of ourselves, we are so um, dependent on other people to tell us what to do or to help us find a solution we actually lose sight that all the answers are within. Yeah. And I would suggest and really recommend that if, you, if you're looking for answers and if you're looking for support and if you're looking for, for comfort, that it all lies within because you are never going to find it outside of yourself. Did you get to a point in your life where you, was there something that changed for you that made you realize you had to go within? Or did you grow up always knowing that that's what you were seeking? Mm. Well, you know what, as a, as a kid, I think we all know to go within. Um, we're all born with that tool. We all know that when we want, you know, when our bodies are calling for us, we're going to, we're going to do something about it. Mm. Um, and we listen to ourselves, we trust ourselves. And definitely as I grew up, I lost that communication with myself. I lost that conversation um, and very much started to go outside of myself and started being influenced by other people and other things. And I think I was about 22 years old and I hit a wall. And I realized I don't know who on earth I am. Mm. I didn't know and I looked at myself in the mirror and I couldn't recognize that person and I definitely fell into a, some people call a depression, I call an awakening um, and it gave me the opportunity to actually feel for the first time. Right, yeah. And through this deep feeling, this deep pain that I allowed myself to sit through, which is why, you know, I started finding answers and I started learning to trust myself again. And I started allowing parts of me that haven't been healed to heal. I, I created space for myself. I gave myself space. And I've been on that journey ever since. And it is not a journey that ends you don't suddenly be like, all right, I've done the work now and I am healed and I am, you know, the essence of the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. It's a journey, but that's the whole point. Because like with anything in life, once you reach the, the destination, you realize how beautiful the journey was and you reflect on that. Yeah, yeah. Not where, not where you've ended up. And that is our life's work, is to keep journeying, to keep listening, to keep seeing Mm. the potential around us all the potential of 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 who we're meant to rise into and what all the experiences along our way are leading us to and once we can look with those eyes and we see the magic within them and we can work out the route we can see the path clearer yeah and what you'll find is that when you begin that journey you start meeting people who are in alignment with that mm. you start meeting people that uh, uh uh, balancing that within you and it's like that feels good join mm. the journey you know a lot of people think that this journey has to be isolating because we talk about it being inward 
it. Right, I see, yeah. But it's very much like like I'm talking about this balance, you know, and once you go inside, go within you, you start noticing, okay, who on the outside is is merging with that? Who am I merging with mm. now? Who am I flowing with? Rather than taking no time to look within and just kind of collecting people and experiences and things outside of yourself that aren't serving you. Yeah, that's that's so true. I think the more I've gone down this path, this endo life, the more I've had people, I've seen people that I'm attracted to or people have been attracted to me that really align with my values and my beliefs. Um, and it's definitely become more, I don't know, complementary to my life if that makes sense it's just there's much more of a flow Absolutely. Um, so no I completely I completely resonate with what you're saying and in terms of um I think this could be really interesting because we haven't touched upon this on the podcast yet I'm kind of like easing everyone <laughs> easing everyone in um before I unleash how like spiritual and hippie I can sometimes be <laughs> um so the past the past interviews have a lot of them have been based more around diet yoga um sometimes conventional medicines sometimes you know meditation that kind of thing and we've we've discussed reiki more recently um with with endometriosis with anything that you're trying to heal or just finding your own life's path i believe that everyone is entitled to their own beliefs and what works for them will work for them so but with tarot for those who maybe see it as some people can see it as quite i don't know what the word is black magic mm. and others can just think it's a little bit out there and it doesn't work but i you said that you, you use tarot and astrology how how have you used these and what kind of can we dispel some of the myths behind them and actually talk about you know why they work for you and others and how they can be helpful and guide absolutely so tarot for me is um is like anything magical it's a it's a conversation that you're creating with whatever you believe in, right? So that higher power. So for me, it's the goddess. For other people, it's the universe. For other people, it's, you know, different gods or or just just that knowingness that there's something outside of yourself, mm. that there's something bigger than just you that has created this world and that is energy, that it's affecting different things that happen in your life. Um, and for me to create that, that communication with it and create a conversation with it really supports me and comforts me um, in times of in times of unsurety I don't know if knows that's a word but in no, time, I'm not sure either <laughs> I tend to make up words but people usually know what I mean we so. can make up whatever on the podcast it's fine <laughs> except for facts maybe we shouldn't do that <laughs> so um, yeah in time in times where I'm seeking guidance um, I definitely call on my cards, whether it's tarot or oracle. And so for me, for both of them, they are, like I said, communications and ways that we can communicate. Um, I guess it's like anything else, really. When you see a sign, 
you're walking down the street and you see a sign, you've asked a question and, you know, something just pops up, you're thinking about someone and the person calls you. This is the the realm that we're, we're diving into, very much the subconscious yeah. realm. And when you work with tarot or you work with oracle cards, you're really tapping into that world. And instead of waiting for a sign to happen, you're asking it to happen. You're asking for it. And right. the more you get comfortable and confident with creating that conversation, the more it can really support you. Um, I think the main myth about tarot and the main stigma with tarot is that, you know, you are going to find out something that you shouldn't know or that you don't mm. want to because yeah. it's very much to do with, you know, well, it can be very much to do with what is the future? Where is this taking me? What is, where is this leading me? And I think the best way to really debug that myth is that we are the, we are the holders of our destiny. So we control our destiny. All we are being shown through tarot is on the current path that we're on, where it's leading us. Mm. But we always have the power to change routes, to change the way. And it's really showing us like, what, 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 what current state we're in now and where that is going to lead us. And if you don't like the destination, then it's just bringing you an eagle eye perspective of, of the route that you can change, the way that you can change so that you don't end up there or actually clarity that, you know what, I am doing what's right for me and I am being led to the right place. Yeah, yeah. And is there like a code of conduct that says like a tarot reader can't say something very specific like you're going to die or your family is going to, someone in your family is going to die? I'm sh I was told by someone they shouldn't really say something like that or they can't see something like that. Is that true? Yeah, well, like I said, there's no set destiny. There's no set outcome that we cannot change. Mm. So for a tarot reader to say that with, with full certainty is, in my opinion, not eth ethically correct. Right. It might be the path that you're heading down, but it surely isn't the, the outcome. Mm. Um, and I remember as a little girl, my mum went to see a, a reader in India and he told her that she was going to die at 40. And that instilled so much fear into her, so much fear into our family, you know, just mm. suddenly, you know, and, yeah. and 40 came and she was still alive and kicking. Um, and that did instill fear in me when I started working with tarot and, and society likes to put that fear into you. And it likes to say it's black magic because it's easier than to actually say that something could be so powerful. Mm. Um, but really, there is there is no set outcome that you cannot change yourself. So when working with Tara, use it as an opportunity to guide you, to make right. you see, okay, is this is this where I'm heading? Mm. What am I doing now? What, what how am I living my life that maybe is affecting that? Yeah. Um, and I would say, buy a deck. You know, you don't need to go to see a tarot reader to have your cards read. Yeah, you be your own tarot reader. You know. You get comfortable learning the cards, get comfortable listening to the messages, seeing the messages, trust your instincts. You don't need a book to tell you what each card means. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Use that feminine power that lies so deep within your intuition. Mm. That's the power of the feminine. 
Yeah, completely. I mean, I've I've always been able to resonate with the cards that I've pulled. And in fact, there's been a few that I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. And I've refused to kind of listen. And then a few, mm-hmm. like I've reflected on it even a year or two later. And I've gone, oh, yeah, I know what was happening then. But I didn't, I didn't see it now. I thought I just pulled the wrong card. I wasn't in the zone. But it, mm-hmm. it actually made a lot of sense down the line um well tarot and oracle cards the minute you pull them out your bag you know the minute you have the deck beside you and you commit to pulling a card you've sent a signal to the universe to the goddess to whatever your belief system is that you are open to a conversation Mm. and sometimes when we just wish for things sometimes when we you know we ask for something we ask for guidance and we ask for support the more detailed we are, the more specific we are, the more we're going to receive an answer. So the cards are very direct ways to communicate. Um, and you you know the answer you're going to get back because you reveal it in a card. Whereas when you just ask for something and you just send it out there, it's kind of ambiguous as to, as right. to where the response is, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Can we talk a little bit about astrology? So by learning our chart, by tapping into the astrology, by learning about the planets and the stars and how they affect us individually, we can again find our roadmap. Mm. We can again learn how, what we were here to do, find those gifts and have the courage to bring them. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, that is our, that is our, our, our right and that is our truth is to know who we are, individuals. Yeah. As women, as men, as black, as white, as Jewish, as Muslim, like we are individuals and our gifts are within us and our our purpose is to bring them out. And the more we stay in these boxes, the more we suppress what we are here to do. Mm. So astrology, for those who are interested, is just another way of finding their path. And it's about, you know, if that resonates with you, it's something to explore. Is, Absolutely. is there a good book or I don't know a a guide that you could recommend to people who um, were just starting out on this path and might be interested in astrology or even tarot? Mm. So when I learned astrology and tarot, I learned it from a wise woman. Um, oh wow! Who, I know, and I sent that call out, girl, and um, <laughs> she responded, and she. Um, I work with her to this day still, and she supports supported me very much in, in learning about astrology and tarot and kind of reconnecting back to what I already knew within me um, about it. So I would really, I do a lot of gatherings about astrology, bringing astrology and tarot in that you can find on my website. Okay, that's great. Um, and otherwise, I, I would definitely check out her website. She has... Um, subscriptions that you can subscribe to and she sends out weekly horoscopes she sends out information on tarot um because the journey is definitely within you and and you know it already Mm. so it's just about tapping into that intuition and tapping into that wisdom that you already know and having a few tools out there um with regards to books there are hundreds of books out there for astrology and for tarot Um, But what I'd really advise you to do is actually try and 
try and tap into it yourself. So astrology, you know, especially if you're in the UK and you're working with the seasons, if you can start mapping out where each sign is, right? So you've got Virgo, we got, we're in Virgo now. Okay. If we, just, if we think of Virgo as what's going on in the seasons, let's look to nature and see if we can understand better what Virgo, what energy Virgo is talking about. So, you know, we're kind of weaning off of summer right now. And what the farmers would do during this time is harvest. Mm. So the energy of Virgo is all about that. It's about what are we harvesting? What are we ready to oh, harvest? Okay, I see. So that we can bring that into the darker months that lie ahead. So on Tuesday, we've got a, a moonlight goddess gathering where we'll be working with both the energy of Virgo and that of Mercury retrograde. Mm. To harness that energy of how we can actually tap into what's going on at the moment that's actually something I really wanted to talk about you so you do um I mean you do lots of things actually at the goddess space so um but one of your main components I guess is your gatherings so mm -hmm. you have the moonlight gatherings and you have um the secret sharing circle that's right so the moonlight goddess gathering was the first gathering I ever run I ever run and it is um a safe space for women to gather and really learn about the energy going on um, around us at the moment. So mm -hmm. it's it takes place once a month on the new moon of the sign that we're in. So we work with the energy of the new moon, which is about setting new intentions. It's about gathering. As women, we've been doing this for hundreds and thousands of years, gathering under the moon, under the new moon, to really um, make some magic happen. So we bring that, we're bringing that back into um, this current space, this current time and learning about the astrological sign that we're in and how we can work with that. We also do little rituals and meditations um, surrounding that, but they are very powerful and sacred evenings to say the least. That sounds beautiful. And the sharing circles? So the sharing circle is... Um, really a magical space for women to come and just share, to just be, to just exist, to just let anything off their chest that's been burdening them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it really came about from a need for that myself. Um, you know, as women, we keep a lot locked inside of us. Mm. And really all that does is, is entice it more to be there and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And what ancient communities would do is have these spaces for women to just release in whatever form they wanted to just express themselves without feeling judged or feeling, um, feeling embarrassed or, or any mm. of these things that can come up for women when they just want to say what they really mean and say what they feel. And what, the minute you create that space, again, you, you signal that you are connecting with yourself. Yeah. And in doing that, that's the healing process, you know. That's when, you're, that's when your soul and your spirit can be like, oh, thank you, you know. Mm. You let that be, thank you. And we'll start guiding you and we'll start supporting you in that transformation that you're calling for. That's quite a raw and honest place to be in, going into like a sharing circle. Mm -hmm. um, 
what kind of issues come up for women? Like, what do people talk about? And are people quite nervous before they arrive? Like, are some do people? people sorry, go on. Sorry, people are, but um, with all, all the gatherings I run, people have come because they're called to come. Right. And whether or not they even know what is about to happen in that circle, they feel a a call within them. Mm-hmm. So they come, of course, with fear, you know, with apprehension, with nerves. But my job as a space holder is to create that safe space and create a world that they can step into and fearlessly be. Um, and I do that through a number of different ways. Um, but I, I like to believe that I create a magical space for women mm. and upon entering I see their whole beings relax because it is in the goddess space is an enchanting space it's filled with beautiful scents and glistening candles and silk cushions and everything to to enhance the senses and make you feel like you've returned home and that's Mm. your that's your inner home so it's absolutely beautiful from your Instagram. I mean, Thanks. it looks, and actually this is, sorry listeners, but I've got to ask this because I'm just curious. Um, it's not really relevant to endometriosis or anything about getting in touch with your inner self, I guess, but well, it might be. But when you started the goddess space, is that a vision that you had? Because, I mean, did you just live, is that your home where you hold the goddess space that so you see it, on Instagram? It is totally my home. Um, and I've always lived, always wanted to live in magic Mm. and I've created it for myself. Um, I guess the only struggle that really happened was the beginning of this year when my boyfriend moved in, um, (laughs) (laughs) the goddess space had to quickly, um, kind of mold into the God and goddess space, Mm. which has been a really interesting journey, um, in itself, but yeah it is my home and I live amongst things that make me happy I mean it's it's dreamy it's so dreamy oh thank you so I'm really looking forward to coming and seeing this beautiful space and to the listeners who haven't checked out your Instagram I will put it in the show notes and just have a look at Anishka's amazing space because it's just it's really inspiring actually and I think it's a nice way to remind ourselves that our space is important and it can be a sanctuary um and I think that's really important for women who are struggling with a chronic condition because we spend so much time at home Mm. um and it can be quite isolating and so for some it might feel like your home's a prison so I think Mm. it's really lovely to be able to actually turn it into a little bit of a paradise absolutely well I've literally just written a blog post um due to, you know, I had a few women in my community asking for it and it's how to create your own sacred space. Yay, that's amazing. Yeah, so I'm literally about to actually publish it and like I've just done an Instagram story saying that I'm about to publish it and it will be out actually. Oh, I saw that, yes, yes. Yes, it will be out by this afternoon. Um, So when you guys, you know, definitely check it out. It's on my blog and it's just some tips and tricks of how you can create your own sacred space. Okay, that's perfect. I'll put that in the show notes if that's okay. And then people Amazing. can go directly yeah, to that. Okay. Perfect. Um, and 
I just wanted to also ask you about your one-to-one sessions. Is that a new is that new that you've introduced? So that is I I kind of birthed that um a few months ago mm-hmm. and you know my work is uh, a journey and I'm I journey with my work my yeah. work is I am my work and as I launched the goddess space it was very much to do with holding space for a lot of women to gather together this call to gather you know as a group because of the mm. power in that. um and as I journeyed through the goddess space for the for the past couple of years I began to feel a calling to hold space for one one woman at a time and the value in that too and the power in the intimacy in creating one-to-one sessions. Um, so I birthed that a few months ago and they are really sacred spaces for women who are seeking a bit of further support, who are seeking a bit of further guidance, who are ready to mm-hmm. to journey into their most magical self. Um, and a lot of the reason why I was called to do this is because I work with someone myself, you know, so I have a woman that I, that I work with on a one-to-one basis and I know the power of it, what yeah. she has, how she has held space for me to become me has been the most valuable experience. Um, and as women, that support We'll feel it in a group, we'll feel it one-to-one, but that support is what is going to carry us further and what is going to create this harmony, create this balance and heal the world, really. Mm. So this work is is so important to create that space for yourself to rise is the most important work you can do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So I noticed on your, so in your gatherings, all of your all of the women who um, attend are dressed in really beautiful, silky, flowy clothes. Um, do they? Is that? Do they have to come dressed like that? No. So the Moonlight Goddess Gathering is the only gathering that we call for women to um, to have a dress code, I guess. Okay. And the, the the whole energy behind that is really an intention setting. So each sign that we move through will have a different energy, will have a different feel. So we'll set a dress code that kind of resembles the colors. You are setting an intention to stir that energy in a little bit more. So when we create sacred space, when we do something sacred for ourselves or for others, it's all about intention. What intention are you putting in there? What are you committing to? Because in that you create a more powerful um, outcome. Mm. And don't worry if you don't have the answer to this because I don't know I think it's probably a tricky one but because so when I've seen those pictures it obviously looks really outwardly feminine um Mm -hmm. most of the outfits just look really um just traditionally feminine I guess lots of dresses Mm -hmm. lots of soft fabrics um and I wondered for those who don't want to outwardly um they're not into outwardly looking at feminine or they just don't really like dresses or whatever it may be is Mm. there a way for them to get in touch I mean can you be in touch with your feminine powers and your masculine powers in different ways 
and not have to fully embrace this more traditional outward view of the theme, the feminine. Absolutely. I mean, the goddess space is is my vision. You know, mm. so it's it's the ideas that are in my head. It's my it's an expression of myself. That's mm. not that's not the woman standing next to me. You know, yeah. or the woman standing next to me on the other side. This is my creation that I have birthed in through the visions and the feelings inside of me. So when I post the pictures of the women in the long floaty dresses, these are my imaginations. Mm. Um, we have women of all different styles, of all different beliefs, of all different, you know, beings that come and want to fearlessly express them. Yeah. So these, the dress code that we give isn't floaty, long, silk, peach dresses. It's a color. Yeah. Which you can manifest in which ever which way you please the color is the symbol but again you connecting to you and you being fearlessly you is what this work is all about for whatever reason maybe like they're not in london actually i do have a lot of listeners in america so this is really relevant for them for women who can't get to you um or perhaps just you know one-to-one sessions wouldn't work right now over skype how can women get in touch with their like inner goddess the divine feminine at home you put some beautiful instagram stories up of like bath rituals and Mm -hmm. crystals is there like a few nice tips that you can suggest that we can do at home to kind of start getting into that space absolutely so the blog post will actually give you um loads of different tips and tools on how you can create that sacred space for yourself um the magic of it, the tools, the objects are, are the glitter, you know? Mm, These okay. are just ways for us to communicate and to outwardly express that we want to create that sacred space and they are important and powerful tools. But the way we really create our sacred space is creating that space for us and that can come in any shape, size, form, look, feel, touch, anything. But it's about committing to a time that you can create for yourself to sit with yourself, to listen to yourself, to hear yourself, which for a lot of us will be the first time in a long time that we've done Mm, that. Yeah. Um, And in doing that, you create a space for yourself. You open up a space for you to hear and for you to see the messages that are coming to you. Um, So a way that women can get in touch with their inner goddess at home is stillness. Allow yourself stillness, allow yourself time, commit to a time that you can just be with yourself and if you're interested in crystals then get a crystal and work with that you know if you want to journal just sit and journal about it with a cup Mm. of tea if you want to have a long beautiful bath and light some candles what can you do for you time what can you do for you um and that's your space that's create your space that sounds beautiful thank you and Last question, I promise. <laughs> this is actually, this is for me because I have these crystals at home and some of them I can't remember what they do because I kind of got into it a bit and then I've kind of forgotten and then I've got into it again and I've been given mm. some as gifts. For women with, um, let's see, women who need some healing, so and so some, maybe they've got a medical condition, 
they've got endometriosis, they've got depression, they've got anxiety, um, or they've got some other health issues. Is there a good crystal for them to get started with? Um, you know what? For me, I because I don't like to generalize. Right, I see. Um, crystals are a very personal experience for me. Mm. And how I like to connect with crystals is actually going to a crystal shop and letting them speak to me rather than learning in a book what I feel is the right one. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Amethyst as a whole has always been a very healing crystal for me. It heals always been a healing crystal for me um but you know medical conditions and pain will stem from different things and that's your journey Mm. you know so i would really suggest creating relationships with crystals and going to a shop bringing your intention into your mind's eye that you are looking for a crystal to support you in whatever it is that you're seeking. Run your hands over them. Feel which one calls to you. Look at them. Which one, what color is speaking to you? How does it feel? Which one is talking to you? And then create that relationship. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. I really needed to hear that, I think, because there's a few crystals in my house that I keep going to and I feel like I need to go to the others, but maybe there's a reason why. Uh, there's always a reason always trust that that's your inner wise woman (laughs) cool (laughs) okay well thank you so much for coming on i've loved having you on you too well i i wish that you and every woman listening finds the the courage and time and space to connect back to that voice inside them that knows exactly what they need to be doing and knows exactly who you are and wants to support you into rising into that because we have so much magic to give to this world if only we have the eyes to see it so that's it thank you so much for listening if you like this episode please rate review and or subscribe it helps others to find the podcast if you want to say hi to me i'm on instagram at this underscore endo life I'm on Twitter at this underscore endolife with a capital T E N L. And I'm on Facebook at thisendolife.com. You can also head over to my site, thisendolife.com, to have a read of my thoughts and ramblings. And I also have a column in Endometriosis News. Just to also let you know that um, I will be announcing some details of an endo brunch coming up soon. Um, I'm working on some menus at the moment and I'm also hoping to hold some meetups in London. Um, So if you're interested, you can sign up to my newsletter by going to the About Me section. Um, I've put a link in the show notes and I will email you when um, the details are announced. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening. I really thought that maybe this podcast would launch to crickets and I can't believe that we're now at 10,000 downloads thank you so much for being part of it um i am loving talking to you guys let me know if there's anyone that you want to have on or you know anything i could do better i'm all ears um thank you so much and i will see you in two weeks time